All right, and welcome back to another episode of The Snow Piece. I am one of your hosts, Zanita Stetsonova, the plant-based mama, and I have with me my girls. Who's with me? I'm with you. This is Dr. <laughs> Owen Mandanas, plant-based dentist. Dr. Cameron O'Connell, naturopathic doctor of the day. Yeah. <laughs> just du jour. Du jour. Just, just Why not? Today. Just today. Yeah. And today we are so excited to have Nick Reardon with us with Yard Ucopia. Nick, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice, nice to join you guys. Wonderful energy. I really like your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, Nick, when we had talked last week, he had mentioned that he had watched our podcast. And one of the things he was like, sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun. And I couldn't, (laughs) you know, I was just, I laughed about it. And I was just too nervous to even ask if he liked it or not. So we were like, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Sound like a bar? Um, Is that what you're saying? No, I'm kidding. Um, Well, Nick, if it's any consolation, it took my husband like, you know, 12 episodes in before he started listening. And then he was like, it's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, Wade. Throw that out there right now. He knows what he needs to say. Yeah. yeah. But so Nick, for, for uh, some of our listeners that may not have ever heard of Yard Utopia, what is it that you guys do over there? We're a little bit of a, of a matchmaking service. People <laughs> offer up gardening space around town. And it might be a bit of a front yard or a backyard. It might be a vacant lot. Sometimes it's on schools or with churches. And then other people join or participate because they're looking for space or they're mm. looking for supplies or they're looking for, uh, for guidance, for mentorship in learning how to grow food, veggies, fruits organically uh, here in Anchorage. And occasionally we worked outside of the, outside of the city uh, in rural Alaska with other organizations, but that's kind of our bread and butter. Is, um, they, in short, they call it, you know, growing food, building community. Oh, There's a lot that. about the relationship and uh, a lot about the food and everything that falls in between. How, how did it even begin and um, how long have you been working with them? It's a 10-year-old program uh, and it's part of a larger nonprofit, like a lot of programs, I mean, Alaska uh, Community Action on Toxic. And ACAT for short. ACAT does a lot of different work around the state at the national and international level. A lot of, you know, trying to keep our water, our air clean, and our food toxic free. And so they always had an organic garden that the staff maintained outside the office. Hmm. And after about 15 years of that, they thought, hey, let's actually create an outreach and education program that brings organic gardening uh, to the community and supports that in Anchorage. And out of that, Yardicopia was born. And so it's got this neat spin where it's pairing people up and addressing a bit of a land access issue uh, mm-hmm. for renters or even market gardeners who, you know, property is expensive. <laughs> That's kind of a huge barrier of entry into this productivity. Uh, so it's, we're just kind of extreme. It's extremely expensive these days to have mm-hmm. property. So this sounds amazing. So what's your need and how many, like, how do people enroll and how does that all work? Articopia.org, basically the website has three buttons. One is to offer space and one is to, to sign up as a gardener uh, saying you're looking for space. And then there's one just you want to get the newsletter. It's very entertaining, so I highly recommend some people. They don't want to participate any other way. They just want to read, like, carefully crafted, crafted prose. Uh, Perfect. 
It's like a Jay Peterman catalog. Well, um, I personally have donated some yard space to you guys a couple years ago, and um, and that summer it rained a lot, so the the people that were tending, I had two gardens in my yard, two strips, and um, and then they just stopped coming because it kept raining, and so we had all these things to eat, and um, it was great. It was, <laughs> It worked out either way, I think. It did work for us. So. I, I think it's just such a great, I, I think it's a great idea and a great way to give people an opportunity to learn how to grow their own food. And food security is a big issue. Yeah, and we're by no means the only organization. You know, food, food systems, food security, there are lots of amazing people and organizations and programs working on this issue. Uh, but that yard sharing probably like highlights what remains kind of a unique aspect of the Artocopia. And to answer your early question, I've been at it for about three years now, this third summer I'm heading into, and uh, yeah, learning, learning here and there. You mentioned <laughs> yeah, participating in the gardener's wander off because it's raining too much, or, you know, <laughs> life, you know, fishing, right. yeah. a wedding, uh, they have a kid, they, you know, they move, something happens, right. it often does. And so I've been modifying, you know, how I approach things and setting the right kind of expectations up. And, and having people garden together is mm. often a way towards success. Not for everybody. For some people, it's a quiet, peaceful time that they want to spend alone. But, the, but the, I think the community aspect is really neat. And uh, so, so having multiple people kind of sharing the load. So some people can disappear <laughs> for a couple of weeks and I not think... come back and find that the person has eaten all their vegetables. <laughs> not pointing any fingers. Yeah. But, Wait, I think you should use my yard. I think it'd be great. Zanita, I'm Who? donating my yard to Zanita. Oh, yeah? For Nick to come over and help. <laughs> oh, she doesn't She's... point to me. She's like, Zanita, yeah. you come over oh, yeah. and you do the gardening. Well, we've talked about that. You should, we could, you should do it, though. But you're far away from my house. That's true. I am far away from your house. <laughs> Nick, what would we have to do to get you to come out to help us with oh, some... I've, yeah. I'm happy to, to have a look. I'm happy to do, I do site visits sometimes and give people advice and like oh consultation. Uh, These two just started uh, salivating, kind of like a black lab when you bring out the like treats. <laughs> so often it boils down to you know the basics that plants like to live. I mean, sunlight. Yeah. Alaska's summer has so much of it, but it's you know it's good if it gets at least six eight hours of light a day. Uh, water we can kind of correct, but it's nice if there's a hose nearby. It's pretty dry here in Anchorage in the summertime. And then, like you guys were mentioning, you know, oh, I don't even live close to your yard. It's, uh, it's nice that the geography is right. The closer it is to where you are, when you interact, uh, the more success I see. And so that's really lovely that they're across the street. Yeah. How many people do you think you matched up last year? There was about 25 gardens. That's pretty that good. I was working with. And there was like two to four people in each one. Uh, that gives you a rough ballpark. Yeah, wow. that's really awesome. I'm really I'm excited about my um, garden this year. Yes, she is. <laughs> you know, last year I think I, in just like what you were talking about, like you know what uh, produce needs certain sunlight. I didn't take that into consideration at all. I was just like, this is what I want, and I threw it all out there. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she cried. I did cry. <laughs> it's very sad, you know, because I put up this big stink, you know, like. You know, showed it on Instagram, look at my garden, and then it was time to harvest, and I was like, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so really why we have you here today is for a, 
um, to talk about something that I'm super into right now. And guess what? <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. We'll be right back with that topic. Thank you, Nick, so much for joining us. Hey guys, Dr. Cameron O'Connell is here to bother you at our break to ask you to think about joining our Patreon subscription service. Why would you do this, you ask, in all this hustle bustle of life? Well, Patreon's amazing because it's a platform that lets us be able to interact with you and bring you into the wonderful world of the snow peas. There is a membership level to fit every budget, and as much as you want to be involved, you can be involved. Additionally, you get access to our special little private podcast that goes along with the Snow Peas podcast where we talk about the book that we're reading and where we have our book club discussion. So you can listen to Owen and Zanita and I duke it out about what the highs and what the lows are that we love. Additionally, we're adding more things in like once a month for a certain tier, we're going to get together and chat and just hear what your questions are and be able to answer them for you. Also, there'll be early access to events, so VegFest next year. Tickets will go on sale early, and we're just expanding all the time. And no matter what, we want to thank you so much for listening and being a part of this Snow Peas extravaganza that we've put together. We feel incredibly blessed. So you can find us if you want to. If you go on to Facebook, you can see where we've got a player out from Captivate. There's a little donate button that'll take you straight to Patreon. Additionally, you can go to patreon.com backslash snow peas podcast to find us and patreon is spelled because i am a terrible speller p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash snow peas podcast we hope to see you there we can't wait the world is going to be peified because it's going to be peaceful it's going to be all those puns we'll see you soon thanks again Hi guys, welcome back to the Snow Peas. I should make Owen try and speak right now, but she has a green goes <laughs> in her mouth. <laughs> so good. And we also have Nick on the phone with us today from Yardcopia. So exciting. And I think these two are about to fall off their chairs with excitement. They're bouncing around because it's compost so time. Yeah. It's We're weird that I'm about so compost, into Nick. it, you know? I'm, it's great. But I feel like be, since becoming plant-based, you know, it brings up, you know, other awareness to different right. issues and definitely one for me is reducing waste you know uh, when I meal prep on Sundays she real preps I, yeah but I have <laughs> Nick I have so much waste when it comes to just look, the veggie scraps and you know what I mean um, and so what is com- composting and why is it important oh yeah composting basically taking organic matter of a variety of sorts like you said sometimes it's food waste Sometimes it's your grass clippings or your leaves or your anything, wood chips. Uh, you can compost people, like uh, the burials. That's who I'm going to go. Should be a disclaimer a on that. Oh, I'm not eating cucumber. <laughs> Owen. Well, wow. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be the compost. Wrong. I'm going to go in those mushroom suits. Oh, Lord, have <laughs> mercy. Okay, Nick, please continue. <laughs> you good. But I think a short way, people, people say that any organic matter, anything that has lived can be composted. And what I mean by that, so any organic matter can be taken and broken down, usually by microorganisms, and turned into kind of like a, a plant food. And it looks a lot like soil. It's a, it's a component of healthy soils. And it's, full, it's like a fertilizer, basically. 
you can buy it bagged in the store, you can bake it, or, you know, it comes from, it just occurs naturally in the in nature. <laughs> organisms are always nibbling up other organisms, and, uh, yeah, it's what they, what they leave behind. So my big thing, because I want to, like, I'm the kind of person that reads, like, 10 books on something, and then I never do it, because then I'm like, oh, I don't really know what they said. So, and then I'm kind of, like, gun-shy, and then when I, someone, I just need someone to show me. Me too. So visual. Like, I do all the research, and then I'm like, hmm. And then I kind of started this dumb compost in my yard, and it was just gross and not really compost, so I need some nature so what about tips yeah, and yeah. you know I, I know like um like i grew up in south carolina and my dad had a compost but it was like so hot and how does it what, what does that matter here in alaska like temperature wise and explain how you would even start a basic compost and how alaska makes it different sure yeah I, just to talk from my personal experience like over the winter i had a couple of totes that had worms living in them, and so I was vermicomposting, worm oh. composting in those. And so the worm, I would just put in maybe about a pound of veggie scrap in each tote uh, a week. And was it and in your garage, or where'd you keep that? <laughs> well, you should talk to my sweetheart about that. It was probably <laughs> too close to our living area. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a garage. <laughs> yeah, so it was just kind of next door. Right next to your couch yeah, when you yeah. could set your glass on it and watch Netflix. <laughs> it's a coffee table, basically. <laughs> was it? Really? No, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Messing with you. I love it. And it's fine. It's fine until it's not fine. Like you know, it's, it's it, smell, was, right? it was a healthy environment yeah. for a while. But I over I think I overfed it at one point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I too bet. much food for the worms to deal with. And so airing on the like like a human too, you kind of you know, there's the right amount of food for us to eat. Uh, and so uh, dialing that in is, is cool. But so that's just one that was what I was doing over the winter. We produce way more veggie scraps like you guys, you know, pressing and stuff then I could feed to the worms. And so I'd put all the rest of it out in a garbage can and it would freeze uh, basically in like a bunch of old containers. And then in the spring, I built myself a compost pile uh, with all of those food scraps once they thawed. And I mixed in a bunch of other organic matter. I mixed in spent grain from breweries. Oh, and wow. And cool. the ground from like nearby Kaladi. Um, wow. How big I, was it? What dimensions are you talking about? What size? pile was probably about four feet high. Um, <laughs> yeah, see? This is oh what I needed to do. This is intense. I love it, though. It sounds like, I mean, like you're great. crafting this compost, you know, like it's a pie-in brewery in and of itself. It's pretty fun. It does heat up, though. Anyway, you get the ratio right. And by that, I just mean you mix in something that would rot, like food scraps, mm. like green grass, and grain would all rot. If you left them out, it would like kind of turn gooey and smelly. Right. And then you mix it with things that don't rot, and that's like you're just describing my compost. Newspapers, uh, and uh, yeah, when you, you mix those two kind of fifty-fifty-ish, and uh, and then it heats up to a little over hundred degrees, hundred oh yeah, degrees, it's kicking. Uh, yeah, that's one way to compost. That's hot composting. You can also just leave things in a pile with a tarp over it and keep it moist, uh, assuming you kind of mix it to that degree. I had a quick question that's, that's for you, Nick. Um, you know, around this neck of the woods, literally in this neck of the woods, there are bears. That's what I, I was just going to ask. So, you know, how I, yeah. 
I grew up on the Kenai Peninsula. We had a compost and a garden, and we just had like kind of a big fence around our garden. We very rarely got bears around because, frankly, we had dogs. But um, for a lot of people in this town, I'm always amazed at the number of photos of, you know, some lovely uh, bear sitting on someone's back porch, like, licking their grill. So <laughs> to keep that from that lovely bear who's flossing his teeth with your grill to then go in and start snuffling around in your compost. Is there any particular containers that you encourage people to do? I mean, I know that, you know, animal products or like at least meat is definitely not part of the Alaskan compost experience because of that for most folks. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, yeah, I grew up, I grew up uh, in those black bears that would wander through my childhood yard in Anchorage all the time. And, uh, I think the best way to deal with that is to add things to compost that bears aren't particularly interested in. And mm. so they're not really going to be that interested in your veggie scraps. Um, I've seen many a black bear just wander right by a pile of vegetable scraps. <laughs> they're, they're much more interested in like funky smells, wheat smells, um, even, even like things like fish green or people compost fish carcasses. Those things can be composted just fine. It, there's just a certain degree of management that's required. Yeah. Like any activity, there's like beginner level and there's advanced level. And so when you start to deal with stuff that is a little more advanced, like I mean, fish carcasses would be a great example here with bears, I've composted those dozens of times and I just bury them deeply in mm-hmm. a pile that I've already gotten full in. And it's, it's so far in there and the pile has a very earthy smell to it overall. The bear just never noticed it. So literally walk through the yard right by it and not give it a second thought. Uh, and composting can be a pretty quick process, too. If you're hot composting, it takes, you know, a couple of weeks uh, when it's really, like, steaming. And, hmm. uh, and after that, it really just smells like dirt. So, uh, That's okay. what my fantasy. I know. Hot steaming compost. But <laughs> it know, really kind of is. It's like hot steaming because sauna, I just, uh, maybe not the compost. Keep going. Because I feel like I... I would love to do that. Like I get, like I want that to happen in my yard this summer. I know. Well, Nick, we got some more questions for you, but unfortunately, believe it or not, guys, we've had another break. So we will be right back with you. Hi, this is Dr. Cameron O'Connell, and I'm giving a quick plug for Snow Pea Number Three, otherwise known as Owen Mendanis DDS. If you have teeth, which I think the majority of us do. You have to come see this woman. She has a passion for oral health, sleep, and plant-based diet, which all feeds back into keeping you healthy and happy. She has worked in Nome. She has worked all across Alaska and has set up in Anchorage. We are so happy to have her here. She is a uh, environmentally, functionally, everything you could want out of a dentist. She focuses on treating the root cause of oral disease and her patients love her. So take my word for it. You can find her at www.ladydentistanchorage.com. You better get on her schedule because it's filling up. Hi guys, we are back and we are here with Nick and we are talking about compost. <laughs> and it, it, things are heating up. Things are heating up. <laughs> That's oh, so man. good. The dad jokes around speaking, here never get old. Speaking of heating up, I was just wondering, Nick, not to sound um, ignorant, but how does the compost start to heat up? Where does that come from? Oh no, that's a that's a really good question. Because that was it's a chemistry and biology experiment going on 
just like us, when we eat our food, we metabolize it and mix it with oxygen. And anyway, we, we like we warm up as a consequence. Mm-hmm. We're generating heat in our day-to-day lives. Uh, and the same goes for lots of organisms. So there are, in, I don't know, billions? The, the compost pile is full of critters. And initially, cool. those bacteria, those little arthropods, those little even fungus will get in there, eventually earthworms. Uh, but the arc of the temperature rise, you're mapping out as different bacteria and different microorganisms are having population explosions. And so you're going through very few of them, but then as it starts to warm up, certain critters like those higher temperatures. Oh, yeah. And they start to really go crazy, and then it gets even hotter, and then it gets even, even different ones might start to populate. And so you have, I don't know, a gajillion bacteria basically eating that and processing it and breaking it down into something that plants can really utilize much more readily. Um, it's alive. <laughs> it's so it's wild. It's very much alive. Yeah. Very much alive. So um, <clears throat> your compost is done. What do you do with it then? Yeah, so hot composting has gone through this process of of heating up and cooling back down, and then you can even let it sit for a while. The Cooperative Extension would recommend a whole year of letting it sit. And what's going on there is a different set of organisms are moving in that we never like 100 degrees, we never like 150 degrees, but things that you're more familiar with here. You see centipedes, you see fungus, like mushrooms, earthworms, microbes. And bacteria that are more typical in a soil in your garden. So then it's really ready to go because it's full of all these microorganisms that your plants are going to love, and all these nutrients that your plants are going to love. And uh, so, yeah, you use it to grow a healthy, nutrient rich uh, food. After that, so, yeah, you just stick it in the soil so and let it go in your whatever you're growing and do its thing. So, all it be cold, it shouldn't be hot still. You want it to cool down. Uh, and there are all types of composting that are much lazier, but it's just, it never heats up, really. Perfect. That's my type. Worms, <laughs> other organisms go in there. It's, do you have time on your hands? I think so. And you got a little space. All you need is a tarp, maybe a little hose here and there, but you just keep it wet, you tarp it up to keep moisture in. You don't have to use the tarp, but it just helps keep it moist. Yeah, contained. Like a lot of living things, water is an essential piece of the puzzle. So if you just let your compost pile dry out, all the organisms by the side are going to like You know, they just quit. They need refreshment. So keeping it wet will allow that process to keep occurring. Wow. Do you have so? Do you have a major garden over there at your house, Nick? Working on it. I just uh-huh. moved into a duplex here, um, and so it's a, it's a work in progress. But I definitely have gardens in all my prior rental. <laughs> you can, <laughs> I can send you all the addresses. So if I don't have, you know, uh, a lot of, first of all, I want to do this at your house. Okay. Uh, Owen, you I'm need to definitely have one. I'm my yard to yeah. you to Perfect. <laughs> have your way. Um, but if you don't have the luxury of having all that space, what is something that you can do, like, in your kitchen as far as composting? I mentioned the vermicomposting, but some people do do the worm composting thing because it doesn't require much space. You just need like a tote. Um, and there's a lot of information about vermicomposting online, so I don't bore you with that. But yeah. otherwise, I mean, there's the municipality has a composting system where like those pink carts. And, I just uh, heard about that's them. Still, that's still rolling along. 
that's like our garbage service, basically, but for organic waste. And hopefully the muni will explore like more. Anyway, hopefully that will continue to exist and if anything grow. Because it's nice to be able to manage this. Not, none of us are going to be able to compost the amount of organic waste that we have in our you know, restaurants yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. schools and whatever, like all these institutions. So uh, other, otherwise, neighbors are great. There are groups that uh, like, oh, I I should say that. groups, but I have neighbors who collect for other people. Um, yeah, and huh. finding people nearby, like you guys are doing, talking to Owen, like Ooh, we'll go to your yard. <laughs> yeah. I used to use like a, a take a bucket, leave a bucket situation at my previous <laughs> rental, hmm. uh, where I just had neighbors who came and dropped off sometimes five or ten or twenty gallons of food scraps wow. every couple of months, and they took empty buckets and they just text me. It was That's pretty so low, cool. pretty easy. Um, and again, we did in the summertime. Some of them just quit, but we do it in the winter. Um, and I just oh, stockpile yeah. it to deal with it. So you got to have, yeah, someone who's willing to accept it, basically. But it works on a neighborhood scale, too. Uh, there's people out there who are, are happy to take that sort of stuff. they got chickens. they got a big garden. Right. For some reason, they're really interested in it. Yeah. <laughs> I love this idea. I might actually get my neighbors to do this. We're yeah. really close. It's a great way to kind of. It's a good idea. Yeah, camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And then do you use the compost, like, through the summer or how does that like when do you like i would you harvest it yeah Yeah. when do you like say i don't need compost anymore in my garden or how do you like how do you stop stop the compost production and be able to use it at that point too yeah yeah that's a good it helps if you've got again this kind of long view and you started a compost pile last year and you're going to use it this year yeah start one this year and you're going to use it next that's kind of the lowest stress nice chill Mm because that one you know is ready there's no rush to it Mm -hmm. Um, but that said if you're hot composting you can get it ready if you start in the spring you can have it ready to use in the summer i know some very clever people who build their compost piles on top of their garden bed and they don't even move it they just do it right there and uh maybe they spread it alternate it or something okay oh is that that swedish garden or is there something that's like sounds swedish Sounds Isn't genius. Therefore, like Swedish. That? You know where they just okay, put. Um, it's like I can't remember what it's called. Never mind. I'm just going on a tangent that I don't actually <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Just like sounded like, legit, like scandy though. furniture. You know, like yeah. it's a Swedish style combo. You look smart <laughs> saying that. She's no, dying over here. Like, you build your um, garden on these logs, and it looks uh-huh. super cool. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. Goodness. I do know what you mean. Yeah, Hugo culture. Hugo culture. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Is that composting on top of all that stuff? You know, it totally is. If in that case, you're composting a lot of like woody material um, by burying it in your garden bed, and it's going to break down really slowly. It's going to really encourage mushrooms and fungus to live in there because they love mm. trees and woody material. So as opposed to being a lot of bacteria eating up all those food scraps, mm. you're going to end up with a lot of fungus. I and want there that. There's scientific papers out there about which kind of ratio you want for different plants. Oh wow! We should you like go down. we should you screw around in that road, but... Let's oh, yeah. make a Hugel culture okay, no. garden no. <laughs> in my yard. You guys are on your own. The sound's already dangerous. <laughs> no, There's... I. Well, I definitely think that we should have Nick over for a little lemonade and some composting. Huh? We're all, we are putting the brakes on Owen. Nick, yeah. we're trying. 
It's just oh wild that I'm even into this. Like I'm telling you, my 20 year old self, I would have never thought that I'd be into to one veggies like I am, and then composting. Don't you have those moments though where you're like, I am so ashamed. My 16 and your 16 year old when I'm like, oh, yeah. it's 8:30 and I could go to bed. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. your 16 year old like, what are you thinking? <laughs> I just read a tweet on that. It was, someone was like, I can't believe I used to make fun of old people for sleeping at 9:30. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to feel the same way about Papa's Nick from this moment forward. We're going to be super excited about amazing. it. amazing. Hey, Nick, what is the um, the local source for those pink uh, trash cans? I just heard about them, and I want to be able to add that um, to our social media. Oh, yeah, sure. What is, I mean, it's, it's the municipality that's yeah. doing it. I think it's through Solid Waste Services. Huh. And yeah. uh, the pink cart system or, you know, community compost system, I think. Okay. Food scrap bins. Um and I should say, you asked about how to like distribute compost too. Two inches of compost spread over a garden bed is probably, you know, more than enough. And you can you can just leave it on the surface. You can rake it into the upper six inches or something. That's where most roots. Mm, so you don't use around. a lot of it. Uh, Got some extra yeah, compost you know, over there, Nick. You can get away. Huh? No, but it's oh, a yeah, lot when you spread it over the Do whole you, bed. Nick just hold said on, he had on, you guys are trying to get a little compost, yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've got something you need to get rid of. I mean, I'd love to add it. <laughs> To my garden. Totally. <laughs> She's hustling. So, and on that note, Nick, so we've got about a minute. If you could give anybody a tip on kind of anything you feel like today on either, like, of course, join, joining Yardicopia, but um, on gardening or composting or any of it, what would you, what should you tell the audience? Yeah, well, we've got a hot composting workshop on May 7th, <gasps> Saturday, from 1 to 3. Oh. Um, Christine Wilcox, who taught, who kind of, she taught me how to compost, you know, six oh or seven years ago. God, I gotta um, go. She's the one teaching it, and uh, it's it, it's on uh, two nine three zero Chichaco Street. It's right near Arctic and Benson. So oh my gosh! More than welcome to come by that. Is be that the best tip uh, of all time? Keep know, going. Is that a neighborhood garden? Yeah. The location? It's turning into a neighborhood garden. Yeah, it's, that, it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's an empty lot that. We've been given permission to turn into a neighborhood community garden. So, so it's in the works. This will be its first summer. Cool. And we're excited to do that. Well, Nick, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Ladies, any last-minute thoughts? No, we're going to go to that class, Ellen, Let's, uh, on the 7th. People use my yard so yeah. I can yeah. have some <laughs> So we'll sign up. So, Nick, is it uh, – just tell me really quick, where can people find you? So, Yardicopia, do you guys have a website? Do you have a Facebook? What's the – best way to contact you yeah yardicopia yardicopia.org is the website okay and uh the can you spell that garden because people might not ak action oh yeah of course yeah yardicopia it's, it's yard y-a-r-d and then the eucopia part like cornucopia is u-c-o-p-i-a great dot org and dot o-r-g yeah perfect and All right. uh, yeah garden at akaction.org uh, is the email and yeah easy to You'll find all the contact info on the website. Well, fantastic. Thank you, Nick, so very much. And we're happy to have you. So you get to listen to our final sign-off. Ready? You could join us. It's, yeah. Well, hold on. Well, it's okay. peas out, just so you know, Nick. You ready? We're going to do this. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. Peas out. <laughs> Thanks so much, Thanks, Nick. Nick. Yeah, that wasn't long My enough. Pleasure. It's yeah. never long enough. That's why we need to have him over your house. And then, are you going to be there on the seventh, Nick? Nick. I will. I okay. definitely will be. All okay. right. I'll see you then. I'm All coming. Right. Yep. All right, Nick. We're going to sign you off. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye. How cool.